This is Amalia Eon Karras. Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Hello and welcome back. This is Amalia here, and Satya's on the line with me, and we are going to jump into a really um, triggering topic. I'm triggered. (laughs) (laughs) i got to talk about it. (laughs) You go, girl. Oh, good. And uh, we we might need to call in Joe here, because I'm going to need a male's uh, input, because I want to talk about consent and getting mutual consent. So, you know, I've had a lot of, um, by the way, I should say Joe's our producer in case anyone is wondering. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's listening in, in the background. So I'm going to have to pull him in at some point, but, um, you know, having been molested and date raped more times than I care to admit, Um, I kind of grew up really confused around saying no. It it was a confusing thing. Like I didn't think sometimes like if I had messed around with a guy or if things got hot and heavy and then I just wanted to stop that somehow wasn't okay. Because when I was um, 17 and that happened and I was a virgin and the guy got so angry. Um, he just ripped my underwear in half, like cut me up while doing it, you know, like cut me up, meaning like his nails scratched my skin as he literally tore my underwear off. And, um, and it lasted all of like five seconds, but it was horrifying. And, um, ever since that experience, I kind of, I, I was shamed like, Oh my God, if I tell my mom, you know, she's going to tell me it's my fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so I never told anyone about that. And, but the thing is, is that it kind of kept continuing even well into my adult life. Fast forward, you know, I'm 42, hanging out with a 52 year old guy. And uh, this guy was like, you know, we were having this, we were dating and things were getting hot and heavy. And we had had multiple dates at that point. And I had told him, you know, I wasn't ready to have sex and I didn't want to have sex for a while. And in fact, I had heard this message, don't have sex until December 21st. So I had told him that and he was like, yeah, I totally get it. And we had the whole conversation because I thought, you know, I'm going to do this right. He seems like a conscious guy and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, um, so we're, we're having this conversation and he tells me he knows, uh, he learned oming. You know what that is? <laughs> the one taste, the orgasmic meditation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm aware. Of yeah. What it's that like the is. female 
ejaculation, well, not eject, female ejaculation, but female orgasmic meditation. So I had heard about it and I was curious and I knew, and he explained it all to me, like um, just the woman removes her pants, you know, it, it's all about her. There's no penetration. Um, it's just for her to feel pleasure. And I was like, oh, that sounds like I need that. Like, wow, you know, imagine it's just all on me and I don't, I don't need to do anything or please him or be afraid of um, being mm-hmm. penetrated. So, you know, I asked him to show me this technique. And of course, he's really good at it. And I, it was exciting. And I kind of got into this you know, orgasmic state, obviously. And then after it's over, Mm -hmm. I go to the bathroom and there's cum inside of me coming out. And it's really graphic. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you must've been really confused then because there wasn't supposed to be, I mean, there you were feeling like, okay, this is, you know, just, just about me. And just, you know, you probably relaxed and Mm -hmm. just, so what did you think when you yeah I came out of the bathroom and I was like um I'm confused really confused like why is there coming me and also like who comes in a female without asking my god okay that's another topic but really that's yeah right so I said um what what the hell's going on I'm really confused this is not my fluid (laughs) Mm-hmm. And he just sort of looked at me and, and I was like, How did, well, wait, what? Like nothing was even in me. Like I thought it was just like the tip of his thumb or something because of the way the, the. Because the oming involves just their, their fingers, just their hands. It's like, it's just clitoral stimulation and there's no, there's no um, penetration at all, but his but I think, you know, whatever, however I was moving, clearly I was excited. And he just like slipped it in, like just the very tip without me, mm-hmm. me thinking it's just like his thumb. You know, I wasn't looking. I, he's sitting up, I'm laying down. It was just this. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so he was doing God knows what while you were, cause you weren't watching him. Yeah. I didn't like bring my eyes right there to see what mm-hmm. what exactly is going on so yeah sure. he did it slyly completely illegally mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes and i i was so confused that oh i gosh. i didn't even know what to feel i was like okay that that was an incredible orgasm mm-hmm. and now i have come inside me and like what I didn't want to have sex. I, I was very clear about that. We talked about that for weeks. Mm. He was okay with that. Like he also knew that I, if I ever were to get pregnant, that I would keep the child. Cause I said, you know, I've been married twice. I've never had a child, never wanted one. But if I ever were to accidentally get pregnant, I would have the child. So mm-hmm. lo and behold, what is he doing? He mm. was purposefully trying to get me pregnant without my consent, which he did. My goodness. I got pregnant. Yeah. Uh. Is that disgusting? Joe, can you just like chime here? <laughs> like, is that okay? Do men do this? 
Um, oh gosh, I have you know. heard of any guy like just? I, I I'm just boggled. No good man does that. I'm just gonna say that. Well, yeah, like no 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 good man is gonna do something like that. To any time a man does something like that or says he's gonna do something for you and turns it into something that was a lie is trickery. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, it's rape. I don't care how how into it you got, you know, and some people say that, well, it was just the moment uh, and things got carried away or whatever, or and that's not even the case. I don't think with this, because I don't really understand the technique, but it sounds to me like he told you one thing was going to happen and something else happened and you yeah. got pregnant. See, that's in my mind, that's rape. It's rape. And it was Absolutely. so confusing. Yeah. And I only got that now. Like, I think it's four years later or something. Yeah. For, I, I only understood it was rape recently. That's how confused I was. I was so confused and because I had an orgasm, like I was just like, oh, I mm -hmm. guess that was okay. Like I was literally, I remember I, I went into a really weird state of mind. I was kind of scratching my head like, oh, did I just like go against my vow that I had to myself? Like to not sleep with this guy and like, oh, I guess I already slept with him. And so then the next time we were sexual, I did allow him to sleep with me, you know, like to penetrate me. And I was like, why am I, it was all very confusing every single time. And I only dated him for a couple of months. And, um, I realized that his entire intention was to trap me. Like mm -hmm. he, he wasn't on paper. He looked like a good guy, you know, Stanford grad had his own business in the conscious business scene. Like, here's this, you know, meditator who, um, supposedly, you know, like he kind of checked off the boxes of what oh I thought was a good guy. He's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. Thank you. It's really yeah. painful to realize. Yeah. So I, I did have an abortion because the second I got pregnant, it's like everything I, I got terrified of him. And then I started seeing he was sort of, um, like had this other personality, this very controlling psychosis that it scared the crap out of me. And I just, I went into complete terror and I just wanted the baby out of me immediately. I, I saw that this guy was trying to take me off course, who was trying to get me pregnant. And I saw my probable future. I was going to be on welfare and like all messed up. Yeah. Stuck, stuck with that guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> child, like stuck with having to contact him or being and you would have been yeah yeah and I was like no 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 and and so I I had the abortion which was terrifying horrible experience I don't wish that on anybody and then all this memory started opening up for me and after the abortion we were still like trying I, I was trying to do it all I don't know consciously and and kind and you know I, I realized it, it had affected him also that I you know aborted our baby mm. and um so I was open to like going through the process with him until he became 
my stalker, he was literally stalking me. He would not give me space. I would tell him I can't talk for a while. I need space. And then he would like contact all my friends. Um, and then one bad thing was happening. <laughs> my, my house burned down a couple months after the abortion. And I was like, oh my, he tried mm-hmm. to come to my rescue and like think that he was going to be the knight in shining armor again. I said, no, you need to stay away from me. Like, I don't, he scared me. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was because he had raped me, but my unconscious right. energy towards him was terror and fear. Like go away, stay away from me. Mm-hmm. But then he started contacting all my friends and they were like, Oh, but he loves you so much. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This guy is not oh, who gosh. he says he is. And then he reached out to my ex-husband. He found him in India and became his student. And like a year later, I'm talking to my ex-husband just randomly. And he's like, oh yeah, that guy um, you dated, he's, um, yeah, your ex-boyfriend, he's my student now. And I was like, wait, what? How did you live? How did he even find you? Uh. So I don't know why I had to share all this because I really hope anyone who knows who I'm talking about <sighs> checks this dude. Not gonna out him right now because probably ruin him. But <laughs> I'm like, you're so brave to just, just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you know, that's the ultimate. I would have felt so betrayed and so angry, you know. And that's women who experience any kind of sexual assault or rape are feeling anger is the number one feeling you you have to go through that. You have to feel that. And like you said, I think for so many women, the natural thing is to, you know, be kind, be nice, think that it really wasn't what it was, or we should still be cordial. Uh, We should try to take responsibility. We're all about like, well, somehow what was our part? Okay. Well, Oh, well I agreed to, you know, to let him touch me. Oh, well then somehow yeah. maybe it's my fault. This is how this kind of stuff gets so mixed up in our culture and in these situations. It's, this is why it's, it's so confusing. I had a friend in high school who um, went off campus and she wasn't supposed to go off campus, but she went off campus with a boy. And that morning she had borrowed her mom's, um, favorite skirt with some super ridiculously expensive, some kind of name brand skirt. And her mom didn't, she didn't know that she went off campus, uh, to have lunch with this boy. And maybe she, you know, she, she really liked him and, they were dating and she, you know, probably wanted to kiss him or something like that. Well, he ended up fully raping her and, uh, and the skirt got all messed up. And Mm. don't you know, she was, well, no, she was so ashamed of the whole thing. Never told anyone why, because she felt like it was her fault somehow I know. because she went off campus. She wasn't supposed to. And because she borrowed her mom's skirt and didn't tell her, she felt bad about that. And because she messed up her mom's skirt, she felt somehow like this is, I had some kind of, you know, I made this happen somehow. And I think the the, there's a part of the brain, the survival mechanism that wants to feel like we have some kind of, control or power in these situations. So we almost go into a shock and, yeah. and then we try to convince ourselves that 
we had some kind of controller power, which is often why people, when they hear stories, they sometimes are, are, well, hopefully it happens less now, but it, it was very common to blame the, the, the quote, the victim. And, that, mm-hmm. and the reason people wanted to always blame the victim was because the person hearing the story is even so shocked by it and uncomfortable that they want to feel like they would have some kind of control and that this would never happen to them. So they want to say, oh, well, that person must have done something to cause yeah. this. Yeah, I know. I, you know, one time I, right after my dad died, like within the week, I, I went um, to meet a, a kind of new friend. He was a, there was a psychic I worked with in, in Fairfax and this was her ex-son-in-law. So he was like someone, a colleague's ex-family member, right? So I think he's safe guy. Um, he was a capoeira instructor and I had worked out with him and wanted to join his martial arts dojo. And he wanted me to be on the team, like their performance team. And he said, hey, come out and and meet the rest of the team. We're going to be at this club in San Francisco. And I lived in San Francisco. So it's like, oh, it's around the corner from my house. I'll, I'll go check it out. Yeah, I want to meet the other, you know, members of your, your crew and see how you guys do perform. Maybe I'll join you. That sounds fun, right? Mm-hmm. I get to the club. They're like salsa dancing. He just grabs me and starts salsa dancing with me, which is, you know, so sensual. And I was like, um, I'm uncomfortable. And I just like walked away. Mm-hmm. And um, some girl while we were dancing started yelling at him. And I was like, okay, there's something is up with this guy. So I walk outside and I'm like, I'm going to leave. And he's like, no, no, just, just hang out for a second. Um, I got to smoke. And he, we sit in the car and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry about that girl. That's my ex-wife's best friend and she has an issue with me I'm like oh okay that's cool he's like yeah so anyway I'm really attracted to you and I was like oh wow oh you know like I was so taken aback and I was like Mm -hmm. well I was about to tell him like I'm engaged because I was engaged at the time and I was Mm -hmm. like yeah you're you're a good looking guy but I and then he just attacks me in the car he just leans over and tries to like make out with me and I hit him and I was like pushing him back and I was like whoa I'm going and I get out of the car he's like wait 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 I'm so sorry just come give me a hug I I'm I'm sorry I just kind of got carried away and I'm like yeah what's up dude so oh my goodness I go back to give him a hug he throws me against the car <gasps> rips my shirt off so I'm tested in the back alley of San Francisco and here I he's a uh, a sensei, martial artist. I know martial arts. So I'm blocking every move he makes. We're in a massive scuttle, you know, like uh, it looks like we're sparring, but I'm half naked. Uh, and every time I block him, he gets more and more excited, but I'm pinned against a car. And he's like, wow, you're good. You're good. And he's like, oh my, my martial God. arts. And I, I would be terrified. I was never been so afraid that I was going to die. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is the scene from the movie. But like, I shouldn't be in the scene. But of all the people who try and attack me, like blatantly attack me, it has to be a sensei who's a six foot three uh. black dude from Brazil. Like, it's not some tiny Asian dude that I could drop kick in a second. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, oh, man. Can I say something real quick? For all the dudes out there that wonder why you, why you feel tricked by women or you feel women uh, blow you off or women treat you the way they do, it's because of shit like this. 
like Thank dudes you. like this. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I was saved by divine grace that night because I don't know what happened, but I literally called on the angels. I was just like, oh, my. I was terrified. Mm. And I saw white light come down. I'm not kidding. I saw white light like an elevator around my body. It came between us and it diffused like, like a fog of white light. And the next thing I know, I'm on the other side of the block. By my side, and he's in the car looking through his rearview mirror, staring at me like he's gonna kill me. Through the rearview mirror, we're staring at each other. Uh. Like, I hate you, and you are going to die. Like, that's what I felt from his eyes. And then he drove off. And mind you, I was on a bicycle. So I ride home to my Mm. house, which was like 10 blocks away. And I call my fiance on the phone, scared shitless. And I was like, you got you, you, you to come. Like, I, I just got attacked. And he knows that dude. He knows the guy. And I said, you, that guy oh. I went to meet, he, he attacked me, he almost raped me. And the first thing he says, this, my fiance says to me, is what were you wearing? <gasps> no. He said, what no. And I was like, excuse me, what? I need you to come over here. I can't breathe. <sighs> like, I'm terrified. And he's like, what were you wearing? <sighs> you dressed too sexy. You were wearing this probably, right? Oh and I, I was like, I was wearing a, a spaghetti strap dress over jeans with a sweater on. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe it's form fitting, but like that's normal San Francisco clothing. Mm-hmm. And somehow that was asking for me to be raped. Uh, oh, my gosh. Or attacked or nearly raped. I mean, thank God I wasn't. I don't. But I don't even know how I got on the other side of the street. I don't know if I was just teleported to the other side. I don't know if I was in so much shock. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I saw white light and then he was in his car driving away. That's, that's a miracle. I I don't know. That's, that's amazing. But I'm, I really can't believe that your fiance said that. That feels like the final, I feel my gut. I feel like there's a knife in my gut right now. Like that way it was already, awful and then for the fiance to do that would just well you know what happened (sighs) that was right when right after I had my big kundalini awakening I was mentioning and that fiance was the Indian guy and I um that's when I decided to be celibate Mm. and I dressed like a Muslim for five years after that literally I wouldn't show my ankles my wrists my arms like covered my head yeah. And yeah. that, yeah. And, and that it, is, it didn't matter. I still got attacked multiple times in India, even though I dress like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter what we're wearing. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. We should all just go on a huge rampage and just wear little tiny, like mini dresses, like just every woman on the planet, just to show oh, it so, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And it's so, dangerous. So when I moved to India, I realized how dangerous it was. And I, you know, for all to give credit to, to the Indian man I'm speaking about who asked me mm-hmm. what I was wearing, like in India, if you dress like that, you will get attacked. Like, right. Is- so yeah, that, thank you. Thank you. That gives at least a little bit of perspective yeah. that he was in this culture and that's, that is the thinking, but that's also part of the world's thinking as well but it's it's extreme 
in yeah, India. Yeah, and then, but... oh, let me just tell you this part. So I knew his his ex-mother-in-law, right? His mm-hmm. ex-wife's mother. And I worked with her. She's a psychic healer. I mm. go talk to her and I said, this happened to me. You know, I'm telling on him, right? Mm-hmm. So the one person who knows him the most. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, he's Brazilian. All Brazilian men are like that. Just relax. Like, it's no big deal. And I was like, relax. It's no big deal. He <gasps> almost raped me. He attacked me in a back alley. It was terrifying. And she's like, oh, you know, like, she just kind of threw her hand like, oh, all Brazilians are like that. She didn't even help me. She didn't even talk to him. Okay, I'm just in shock right now. I can't, I can hardly speak. Ooh. <sighs> uh. It's just, I, this is one of those things where when it just really settles in the, the gravity of... Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I just feel like I've been sort of fighting for this m- much of my life and, and, and there's still so, so far to go with it. Yeah. Uh, it makes me so sad. Like I just feel like, yeah. Cause there are other cultures. How it, scary it is. It, no. And then they call us bitches when we freak out know, or when we, when we, you know, don't, aren't nice to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's I think, it you know, they forget that we've lived in fear our whole lives. I mean, I, I, I don't remember a time even when I was a little girl that I thought, you know, that I didn't have the fear in my in my consciousness about something like that happening or every single time I get in the car or every single time I, um, yeah, or, you know, living in a first floor apartment, you can't do that. Somebody could crawl in the window. I mean, just every little tiny thing in life. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to think about. You know, yeah, you can't leave I your drink unattended it. if you're out somewhere. Somebody yeah. might put something. I mean, you can't, you can't go to a party without, you know, you have to have your other friends with you. You have to all make an agreement that you all look after each other, that you all leave together, that you all, you know, I mean, it's, Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing. I mean, luckily, I always had that. I had those kind of friends and those kinds of, but to think that that's just what normal, you know, how life has to be. Yeah. Well, go back to the guy I mentioned, you know, when I was 17 and I was date raped or whatever. That happened in my own bedroom, mind you. Mm-hmm. And um, people saw his car in front of my house. And so when I went to school the next day and I was on the volleyball team and we had to wear these um, like really short shorts, they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, for our volleyball. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm in these short shorts and I have bruise and cuts all over my leg. Obviously, I was raped. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody Mm -hmm. is looking at me the next day that I'm this dude's um, girlfriend, that I slept with him. Oh, no. And so they're like, oh, she slept with it. Like, it all, it just takes one conscious person to look at me and realize I've been raped. But no, I didn't even speak about that until I was in my 20s. Uh, it's like I, I figure it out way after right. it happened. Like with this guy who got me pregnant, I figured it out three and a half years. And no wonder why I was freaking out on him. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he kept thinking like I'm overreacting. And I was just like, get away from me. And all my friends thought I was being paranoid. I'm like, this, something's wrong with that guy. Like Mm -hmm. I, it's the shortest man I've ever dated. Like the shortest, longest, shortest span of time I've ever dated someone. Was this in California? I I hung out with him for three months. Was it in California? Yeah, in the Bay Area, in Oakland. The defendant induced sexual intercourse by making a fraudulent representation. The victim was unconscious, asleep, or otherwise unaware that sexual intercourse was happening. Whoever you are, you raped Amalia. You're a criminal. You should be locked up. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely you're a sociopath, especially if you're out there trying to, you know, be a student of her husband's and (laughs) trying to pretend like, oh, I'm really just a friend. Oh, yeah. Psycho. 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 Thank you, Joe. You've got every you've got every right to to file a restraining order and press charges on that guy. And if I was you, whoever you are, I'd be running and hiding. Because you're a fucking criminal. He still stalks me to this day. He's so sick and he's so intelligent and so <sighs> conniving and i i didn't go to the bay area for three years terrified that i was gonna cross his path because i shake so much when i even think of him mm-hmm. oh my god Oof. yeah he's you need to if i was you i'd go to the police and file a restraining order but this dude and like it's a good thing I don't yeah. live in California. I got half a mind to come up there and wring your fucking neck. And here's the thing about <laughs> it, too. Like, these uh, men are taught by other dumbass men about female energy, that male energy is forceful, female energy is surrender. But what they forget is that we're both conscious beings and we have sovereignty. We have a right to choose if we want to commit or surrender. And that's not even the case here. This guy's just a a piece of shit like he's a criminal a trickster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trickster he's a trickster and you know what i wish i just pray that like we can be in a world where men are so aware that women have been abused for so long that they ask like before intercourse even with their wife even with their long-term girlfriend can i enter you is it okay before they Mm -hmm. just insert themselves like it's not okay to just assume that because they're excited or because they're having a good time that that means they're also okay for sexual intercourse it's not like that our bodies don't work like that there's so much emotional and i don't know psychological triggers that go into being penetrated that like we're housing a lot of energy in there and it's not to just be like entitled to or, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thank you yeah. for being so, so forthcoming and just brave and, and just truthful. Yeah, I'm sick of being I was ashamed that he got me pregnant. I was ashamed that I had an abortion because 
You know, I grew up feeling like abortion is terrible. Like if I ever had the gift of a child, I was going to have it, you know, and I never wanted a child. So I made sure I never got pregnant. And, and to have be, be 42 years old and all of a sudden pregnant from a 50 year old who had a 12 year old, you know, it's like, wait, wait, what the hell is going on? Like this should happen. Maybe this happens when you're 17, right? Not when you're 42. Oh. Thinking I'm with a conscious dude. The guy's a total false impression of what he says he is. I mean, it's just the whole like new age. And then I see him like, you know, promoting his work and. Oh, I could go on and on about the things he's done. There's so much and it's so under the radar and he knows it. He knows exactly how to be the snake that doesn't get caught. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it's disturbing. So deeply disturbing. Yeah. Thank you guys for holding that energy, <laughs> helping me like shed this. Is the guy still bothering Terror. me to this day? That's a problem. He still bothers me to this day. He still lurks around. He just sent me, um, you know, this is, this is how ridiculous he is. A couple months ago, I get a, uh, a package in my PO box um, to whom it may concern. And it's my own book inside the envelope. To whom it may concern. I purchased this book online uh, thinking that the author uh, was going to sign it. Please kindly have the author sign this book to my daughter. Um, and then spelling her name, I'm not going to mention it. Um, and, and return in the self-addressed envelope. And then he signs it 333, which is my magic number. And I have it like tattooed and marked all over my body. And what? R- really? Psycho? Uh, what, is he 12? He's like 50 something now, 56 twisted that's so twisted a 56 year old man yeah he knows what he's doing in the spiritual arena of of you know actually he yeah i'm gonna give him what if i say more but it's just like sick sick person and then i almost went to the cops and i even scoured my um social media everything he's he's constantly trying to jump on it with a different name hiding getting my emails, whatever he can find, even though I've blocked him. It's constant. He's total stalker, psycho. I kind of like Joe's idea of filing a restraining order and having it be on a record that somebody has, um, he's been accused of rape, that it's on record somewhere. I would, I would go to the police and say, this happened when I was 17. I've been, or whenever it happened. I'm too scared to talk about it now, but the guy's been stalking me for years and I'm tired of living this way. Can oh, no, please? he didn't do that 17 year old thing. That's a guy from high school. Well, when it, whenever but, it yeah. happened and let him know when it happened, how it happened and all the stuff he's doing. Mm-hmm. And if they ask for evidence, provide as much as you can with whatever you can and they can file a restraining order on the guy, you know, just get him away from you. 
And this guy is obviously going to use this technique. Oh, oh, I'm a professional, la, 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 you know, to be doing this. Yeah. Oh, and I went to Stanford. That right there. Bachelors and masters Mm -hmm. at Stanford. Everyone's going to trust him. Every girl, he's going to do this over and over and over again to other women. He already has. I've already found out he has a track record. There's more. I found out so much. And I, it's like we've. We need to band together and figure out how, how to have proof, you know? I've been collecting proof. I've been collecting all the emails he's been sending to all my friends saying, mm. I'm concerned about Amalia. What's wrong uh, with you, dude? Like, why do you yeah. got to trick people? I mean, obviously, you're not an ugly chud or something. I mean, you can talk to women. No, he's a good-looking guy. You think you can't have sex with women without tricking them? What kind of weird, fucked-up person are you? Yeah, that's right. It's weird. <sighs> I mean, listen, I can think of the the times in my life when I've had sex with women, and every single time, you know, I didn't say in a sentence like, "Hey, is it okay if we have sex?" But I knew it was okay by by communication, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a way to communicate with people, man. It's not like it's not weird to say that, to ask, to make sure everything's okay. To say, are yeah, you ready think, to do I this? I think that, like, I now need a guy to to be very clear. And at act. this point, yeah, at this point, I do because I'm that. You know, this is only four years ago when that happened, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just messed me up. Like, you know. Yeah, his DNA in me, like it messed me up, and it's not cool. He even went to different communities and started talking about my abortion without my consent too, which was another thing. Oh, man. I was like, "You just told all those people that I had an abortion." Who? What the? Fuck? Yeah. Okay, that is so sick. Yeah. Yeah. And twisted. Uh, Nobody I'm, does that. Uh. Uh-uh. I know you've heard this phrase from stupid Southern men. Like this guy just probably has never had his ass whooped before, but he needs his ass whooped. That's the case (laughs) here in all forms of the, of that phrase. Like you, you need your ass whooped. If that guy got locked up in prison though, it would be bad for him that he should have been locked up. I mean, I'm sorry you were, I thought he was like autistic or had some like Asperger's thing, mm-hmm. like because he was sort of socially awkward and he had this kind of weird thing about him. But there were so many other good things about him. I was like overlooking that, and then I realized, oh, it's called psychopath. Right, <laughs> right. Just because somebody presents <laughs> one way, yeah. <laughs> uh. Or sociopath. I don't know. You're the therapist, psychologist. They're me. very similar. Yeah. They're very similar. I, I was just like, wow, this is something beyond I've ever dealt with before. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, because of what had happened to you before when you were 17, and, and this might be, I think it's about time for us to wrap up, but the, um, our next episode, we might want to talk about um, your first experience with sex can you know it it trains it it causes an entrainment with our brains for future sexual experiences and for orgasm and mm-hmm. and 
but also just on another note, it, it can, it sets up an energy. It can, uh, that it, it, we kind of have a, a setup for future things happening like that where we're, you know, and some people are thinking, wait, how can this happen to me more than once? Or, you know, people, it's because these dark, th- these people who have this type of darkness, they, they sense it. They sense that something has happened and they mm-hmm. somehow feel like they can, they can do this to a person who it's already happened to. Somehow they know. Mm-hmm. And, and this was a, this used to be, I mean, now I would say, now I completely understand how that, you know, cause now it's, a, it's an energy thing, but back then, you know, learning in psychology, it, it was just, it was thought of as, you know, you have this setup, it, it happens to you. It's more likely to happen again. I mean, it was a well-known thing. Oh, but, so uh, there's yeah, so there's, much I could say on that, but let's do that in our next episode. Cause that's, <laughs> That's a big, the imprint. Yeah. The sexual imprint. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Mm-hmm.